0: Well, good day again. Welcome to Divine. Um, this is a podcast where we talk about the intersection of development and design. I'm Nick. I um, run a digital agency here in Melbourne, and as always, Tomo is here as well.
1: Hello, my name's Tom Lucy. I'm a graphic designer. Run my own branding business. Um, today, we're joined by Lauren Simpson, who runs uh, Curative. Um, do you want to tell us a bit about your business, Lauren?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um.
1: There we go. Just turn around that little jobby. There we go.
2: Wonderful. Uh, So Curative is a brand consulting um, and creative agency uh, that I started two years ago. um, Yeah. Really focused on providing services to small businesses, uh, making sure that the brands are being put out there and uh, I suppose... Shown in the best light possible and making sure that businesses are connecting with their audiences and cool. putting the right messaging out there, mm-hmm. which is sort of, I suppose, at our core.
1: Yeah, cool. Awesome. Um, Lauren and I met here at the Commons, which is the co working space we're recording this episode at, um, at a Creative Mornings meetup. Yeah. Is that right? That's yeah, it
2: was right. was about two years ago. Oh my. Jesus, so? that long ago. Yeah, yeah, and we just stayed in touch. Oh,
1: shit. So that's pretty awesome. Um, And just, like, what, two weeks ago, we went to the design conference in Brisbane. Didn't even know that we were both going. Oh, really? Well, I was at the airport, like, boarding my plane. I'm like, Lauren, you going to... She's like,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
2: Jetstar boarding queue. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it's so
1: good. Um, So today we're talking about um, do I need a website, basically as the theme, Mm -hmm. touching on kind of the dialogue that takes place between a prospect that comes through and the business operator. But before we do... um, what have you been up to the last week, Lauren?
2: Um, well, that's funny you should ask. I've actually had the flu for the last week. So <laughs> I've, I've had a fairly uh, rudimentary week um, uh-huh. back on board today, which has been interesting. We've had a intersection of UI design reviews and strategy documents that are being finalised mm-hmm. um, and approving vehicle decals for a client. Cool. So has been nice sort of what's been on my desk today. So uh,
0: and it's your birthday, so happy birthday! Yeah, and yeah. It's my birthday, Thank
2: you. <laughs> so didn't uh, didn't miss the pub lunch, so fit that. Oh, in. you did. Oh, okay,
0: perfect. Yeah. That's that's necessary. Yeah. Did you go to the Birmingham Hotel and get a Palmer?
2: Went to the Lazy Pig.
0: Oh, okay. Also, uh, a good also option. a winner. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. P- okay.
2: Pizza and beer. Yeah, nice. Go very
0: out. good. Okay, lucky.
1: Nick um Nick hasn't eaten meat. For the last oh, five, yeah. five months, I'm so. like yeah. Um, And we're going to get it at Palmer tonight. Yeah, that's okay.
2: good. Where are you going for Birmingham such an auspicious occasion?
1: Birmingham Hotel. Birmingham Hotel. Best, yeah. ho- best Palmer in Victoria. In-
0: it's big yeah. Rated.
2: Rated. By Palmer
0: Days. Shout out to my boys, Palmer Days. They're the best. They literally go around and rate Palmer's around Victoria in like a van. There's like four of them. They do like one a week. What? This is crazy. And they write reviews. I bought a t shirt from them. Wow. Yeah. bummers <laughs> um,
1: so We Nick, should compare notes on <laughs> well, I'm more than happy to do that. Wait, we could we'll have a Palmer a, podcast. We could do a Palmer episode. That would be Just sick. like derail the website. thing. <laughs> um, so, Nick, we won't say what we've been up to the last week because we caught up yesterday, but what yeah. have you been up to in like the last uh, 12 hours? The last
0: 12 hours. Actually, we had a um, drink and draw session at the Commons last night. Mm-hmm. And so one of our members, Shani Taylor, who's an amazing illustrator, um, ran a class, I guess. And we also had easels and thingos and drawing each other's faces, basically. Um, and then did some posing as well. Um, yeah, it was good fun.
2: How's your modeling career going?
0: Hey, I was actually, like, <laughs> on the Esky. Actually, sorry, I was on the Yeti. And I was, like, posing like a French girl. And they drew me. Yeah, there were yeah. some
1: some beautiful illustrations. I think what I enjoyed the most about it was just watching um, Shani. Um, provide constructive <laughs> feedback. Like just looking at the worst <laughs> illustration she's probably ever seen in her life, um, and just like being like, "Yeah, look, uh, it's you're off to a good start." Oh,
2: she'd make a great preschool teacher. It's just would, like yeah. how positive can we totally be yeah, about I this really, masterpiece? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially, that's what I've been up to the last. or well, that was the highlight of the last day, yeah. uh, for sure, for me as well.
0: Yeah, that was a really good time. Mm. I haven't drawn anything in probably 10 years. And it was evident.
1: I I actually really want to do life drawing. Yeah, yeah. no, I could get around that. It's really, like, calming. Yeah. And you feel like it, you know... (laughs) I I signed all of my illustrations with Picasso. (laughs) um, Because it was beautiful. Anyway, um, today we're talking about do I need a website? So maybe to start off, um, Lauren, if you're approached by a prospect... um, and they're in a bit of a rush, and they're like, Lauren, I need a website, what do you say to them? Or how does the conversation go?
2: Well, typically, uh, so most of our clients um, find out their way to us through referrals, Mm -hmm. Um, and so typically it'll be like, oh, fantastic, we had our website done by Curative, you should talk to them. And they come, and they're typically most people are reaching out if they want a website because business is slow. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Very few people especially in sort of small to medium-sized businesses, have the foresight to be investing in something like a website while things are, you know, on a, an upwards it's trajectory. Busy.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: So typically people are coming in, you know, they need or they want to see results coming around quickly mm-hmm. and they see a website as a, a quick fix. Yeah, like, yeah. this is going to solve all of my answers, mm-hmm. which tip it, it's, it's not the case, yeah. you mm-hmm. know. Um, there's lots of things that go into websites and business development that... that
0: yeah, it's a small piece a of the A brand new website
2: isn't going to solve. For sure. So I always, you know, listen to listen to what they're saying. like, yep, want a new website. And you're like, great. Why?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's like, the big one. Yeah, but yeah. But isn't that, that, like, I'll just jump in really quickly. That's kind of the difference between someone who's just starting and someone who's had a bit of experience with these conversations. For sure, for sure. Because, like, when I started, be we like, cool, let's go. Yeah. You know, and so the website begins, but go on.
2: Yeah, well, no, you're completely right. I mean, yeah. the thing is that... Websites can serve so many different purposes. You know, if, if you're wanting something to validate your business and that's all you want it for, that's fantastic. And yeah, if you can yeah. recognise it, great. Mm-hmm. If you want something that's going to give people information and sort of help them along that buying journey, that's another thing altogether. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you've got your e-commerce, you've got websites with lots of different functionality. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much of a discussion in terms of what do you need your digital footprint to be doing for you? Like how are you making your digital assets work hard? that a lot of people don't really consider until they're asked that question.
0: Yeah, 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 totally. And it's, it's one of those cases, I think, as well of, um, you know, it's it's leaving, oh, to use Tom, when Tom's phrases, um, leaving lots of money on the table as well when you're just like, oh, I need a website. And you're like, cool, that's a website, done. When really you step back and you're like, actually, there's all these other offerings here that really sort of come together to create this bigger picture that we can help with. And it's a good way of sort of almost upselling in a way, maybe. Or just, you know.
2: Oh, well, in a, I mean, in a cold business analytical mm-hmm. side, like you know point of view, it is an upsell. Mm-hmm. But certainly then you look at all the services and the, the requirements that you need to make a website successful, you've got a really solid content strategy. Mm-hmm. You've got, you know, really good copywriting, good photography, good UX, mm-hmm. UI, development, like there's so many different elements. Sure, so if, sure. as you know, being completely analytical, you yeah. can you can kinda of look at it as a as an upsell but it's also it's providing more value. Oh hundred
1: yeah. percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting that, that like I need a website um, prompt often it's similar to like, oh, I need a logo. Um, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. to you for a logo. It's like, okay, cool. So that's that might be how you translate the challenges that you're having at the moment. But yeah. what it actually means is that there might not be any brand identity. For sure. Or for the website there might not be any there might not be any digital assets, which you kind of just alluded to. So it's like, often it reveals like a whole bunch of things that um, could be improved. Yeah, definitely. So what what's a case, I guess, where it's like, yeah, you do need a website, or, or like, I guess that's it's making it too simple to be like a yes or no thing. But,
0: um, well, are there times when you've been like, you know what, we're just not going to do a website anymore, or we're not not going to go through the website process? Do you reckon that's a common thing?
2: Um, I've, n- we've never come to the conclusion that you flat out don't need any sort of website presence, full stop. Uh-huh. Um, some clients have come and they've come in wanting, you know, a big multi-page website they've come yeah. in and they're like we love the Hester website can, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. can we have a Hester website uh-huh, You're like uh-huh. well you don't need one <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, and the solution was just a one page website yeah. that had enough information about the business and it was purely there just to validate the fact that they existed yeah, yeah. talk about some of their services and with a contact form and you know call to actions but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a great example of uh, saving money for the client Yeah, yeah. they got a good result mm-hmm. they had the you know, a product that is still serving them well, mm-hmm. and they didn't yeah. invest. They didn't invest a whole of totally. you know their business funds to something that they didn't need.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and that's that's an interesting. I don't, for whatever reason, I find myself just speaking in cliches nowadays. <laughs> um, but like another interesting thought is like, if your only tool is a hammer, uh, hammer then everything looks like a nail. Yeah. yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. basically, if all your experience doing is like a particular type of website. You're gonna keep forcing clients into this mm-hmm. spot, and I see it all the time. And I did it for sure to start with. It's like, yeah, you gotta do Webflow for your website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's gonna be the best. It's like, no, it's just what you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it could be a nightmare for them further down the track with SEO or like whatever. Um, the downsides of Webflow are not super experienced. Have you used Webflow?
2: I've done a bit of playing on Webflow and there has got some really strange idiosyncrasies around like tags and how right. you can rank for tags. Like,
0: yeah, I've, I a, I've never
1: used it. I so. have a
2: friend that runs a digital development business um, and he has a Webflow marketing brochure site for his business.
1: This isn't Corey, is it?
2: No. no. different okay. Different, um, different friend. But And I was having a cheeky stalk one day mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I wonder what they're doing with their SEO. and and had a look into all the pages that were ranked in Google and they had, like, a whole bunch that were just terms that were a page that was blank, but it was being indexed. Yeah, and I was okay. like, "Oh, that's a fun fact of the day.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's good to know. Because, um, I mean, I, I see Webflow being pushed quite a bit. Mm. Um, mainly there's a guy, Rand Segal, um, who pops up on a lot of my channels. Um, he's kind of the figurehead for this. Um, Is
2: he the new school guy?
1: Yeah, I think that was yeah him and um,
2: he runs. The, he's got a like a Webflow design
1: course. masterclass yeah. thing. Yeah, um, he swears by it. Mm. Um, but I guess having had exposure to the side of building a like custom theme, I just like I feel like it'd be taking a step backward to consider that. Mm. Like I feel like it's it's liberating um, for designers who are in a position where they're like, um, they want to be able to offer final products to clients at a particular price point, yeah, um, and want to meet a particular standard of design, yeah, and not have to sort of
0: compromise,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: I also think, like, Webflow or, dare I say Squarespace, I do not like Squarespace, but (laughs) uh, it (laughs) it answers a uh, call from the market. Yes. Um, And that's
0: what this is all about, right? Yeah. Yeah, Exactly.
2: you know, if you've got a company that have their own in-house marketing team, they might have, you know, a junior designer or a junior marketing assistant that is in charge of maintaining their website. Something like Squarespace or some of the, you know, templated drag and drop. Yep. Builders and in whatever platform you want to look at, but that's where they're appropriate for sure. And we like we have a lot of clients that that's what their their requirements are is they don't want someone that is going to maintain their website, they want to yeah. do in house, and so that's solutions that we look at for them because that's just what they need, they yeah, need to be, sure. be able to go in, change something, and not break it,
0: yeah, 100%. And yeah, that's the case. So, I do a bit of consulting for a company, and we have we build our sort of our own, um community software um like a private it's almost like private facebook style thing Mm. and so we build that in-house but then all of our actual public facing websites they're just all built on squarespace and you know and the developer arm of stuff we don't really touch any of that it's just all marketing guys that that do it so yeah even if you do have in-house you can it's going to be valuable depending on what you need yeah
1: Mm. yeah yeah and i think it, it is good to have um a whole range of kind of options that can be recommended to a client yeah um yeah as I said initially I'd just be like you know this is what this is the solution because it's all I know Mm, mm. Um, but now it's kind of nice it's like all right, if that's the the budget that you're working with or if that's where your business is at you're still trying to test this concept or whatever whatever the arrangement is that doesn't allow for um, I guess a custom build um, I'm happy to recommend Squarespace because it's like you know yeah if you've got 500 bucks for this then you know maybe it's worth just picking a template and running with it and yeah, for sure testing your concept and using this site as a way of doing so and um if you want to go about branding the site you know um in a more comprehensive way then hit me up in like a year or yeah. i'll yeah. check in with you next year um
2: it really breaks my heart when I see businesses that they think that the biggest answer to all their problems is, oh yeah, we drop you know twenty k on a website and it's gonna right. gonna do everything. But mm-hmm. it's like actually you can't afford to do that at this stage in you know your business growth cycle. Mm-hmm. So why are you why are you doing it? Or who's pushing you to yeah, be investing yeah, yeah. in that? You mm-hmm. mm-hmm. should be being like, okay, at this point where we are as a business, we've got this much money that we can put aside, and then we're gonna incrementally over two years or 18 months, make changes and, and grow this asset or invest in marketing on this particular initiative yeah, yeah, yeah. and just slowly chip away at it. And it's, yeah, oh, it just absolutely boils yeah, sure. me. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, so what, what do we think some of the motivators are for someone to want a website? Like one that I can think of is kind of shiny object syndrome, looking at competitors um, who have gorgeous sites and they think, you know, I want to... Be as successful as them. So, in order to reach that success, I need a website that looks the same. Um, that's one thing. That yeah, I think and I think
0: of. yeah, and I think that that probably comes down to like clients just not knowing the landscape. So, as an example, they can come and say, "Oh, I want a logo," but really, what they're needing is like a full brand identity. And, and but what they see when they think of a brand or or whatever, they just say, "Oh, that's just the logo. Cool, I just need that," and that's all it is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. really, it's this whole bigger framework behind that. And I think that's. And that's, like you were saying before, comes from experience being like, okay, well, maybe that's part of what you need, but actually let's step back and figure out why you're saying that you want that. And I think that's, yeah, that's a lot of experience in dealing with the clients and trying to figure out what their needs are sort of, you know, yeah, without them having a the language to – or understanding of the pieces involved.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely something that <laughs> um, is a learning, is that nothing that's being asked is to be taken too literally because mm-hmm. yeah. um, it's often – it means – Yep. many other things 100% yeah. yeah
0: and reading between the lines and trying to figure out yeah
1: yeah
2: i saw this fantastic um, meme a couple of days ago and it was a drawing of a tire swing and it was a relation uh, yeah. in relation to client briefs and yeah, it was yeah. you know be like what what the client asked for what the client brief was and it's you know a, a tire swing and then you know how the developers interpret it and then how accounts ma- accounts management yep. interpret it and then actually what the client wanted was this like super basic thing but yeah, they got yeah, charged yeah. like 10 times as much so yeah that's that, a good one that's pretty much yeah,
1: spot on definitely rings true um so <clears throat> you just mentioned a brief then i'm curious um how how would you go about setting up a brief for a, for a website project lauren and then nick <laughs> <laughs> um
2: I so i start all of our projects with a discovery session. Yep. Sit down, do a workshop with clients and kind of get down to the bottom of actually what their needs are, not what their wants are. Um, and then from there, that that session essentially informs the scope of what the project's going to be. Um, and then from there, the sort of brief is written out based on budget requirements, um, timelines and so forth. But quite collaborative. Yeah, Um, I try and get as involved as necessary um, but with our clients because it means that typically the end result is more in tune with what their requirements are, what their needs are and, you know, the the business as a whole.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess similar. Um, Probably the biggest thing we try and do the most is, yeah, that discovery phase and just asking a bajillion questions and just trying to get everything out and... Teasing that out as far as possible, I think is probably the key there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love that. Um, f- discovering what they need rather than what they want. The, the want is the, you know, yeah. I, I well, it's phrased as I need a website. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like you think you do, but maybe mm. it's, maybe that's not the priority mm. at the moment at all.
2: Yeah. Well, then I often find it so interesting too, because especially in these discovery sessions, you'll ask them something and they'll just you know, they'll off the off the cuff give you an answer and you're like, Well, that's actually not what I asked you. What I was asking you was you know, this. Right. And they you I what I really love and you would find this too with your discovery sessions is when they have that like, oh
1: yeah moment yeah, yeah. and
2: you can just hear you can see the cogs going like and it's like, Oh you get it, yay. Yeah, 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 Like yeah.
1: Super satisfying.
0: Yeah, yeah, when yeah, when you ask that right question.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um So how do how do you handle the conversation, <laughs> Nick, when there's <laughs> there's pretty clearly a misalignment between what you're able to offer and um, Um, what's wanted. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I guess,
0: depending what it is, um, but it probably comes down to like a, hey, it's an honesty thing really and it's just like a, hey, like this isn't what, you know, maybe it might be, this isn't exactly what we do or we're not aligned to sort of provide this type of service or we're just not, you know, we're just literally not aligned and Mm. I think there's just, being that honest about it, and understanding that, you know, and making the client aware that it's not that, um, yeah, it's just not what's best for them, really, in a way, right? And then trying to refer them if you can, I guess. Mm. Yeah. But I think, and, that, and that's been a big thing, like, i found that, especially for smaller jobs as well, that's sort of a, a thing that we struggled with initially in saying yes to a lot of smaller jobs when really it probably wasn't worth our time or whatever. Yeah. And then it becomes, okay, it's not that we don't necessarily want to do those jobs, but it doesn't align for us from a budget perspective, but it doesn't align for the client either, right, from a budget perspective and from a whole experience perspective, you know. So I think just, yeah, just being sort of open about that sort of. Those yeah, it's there, interesting yeah.
1: you say that. It's, it's often like it's the, the double yes. Yeah. It's like you're interviewing them as much as they're kind 100%. of interviewing you for yeah, the yeah, job yeah. And finding that match is super important. Yeah. Because often you're going to be spending the next three months with them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh.
2: Yeah, if you don't have a good work relationship, with cot like if it's and it has to be a two way relationship too but if it's not the right relationship and you can you know from the like you sit down in your first meeting and you're like (laughs) yes or no (laughs) and you know it's so much better and it can be awkward sometimes you're just like I don't think you know know it's the right fit we Mm. don't offer our services aren't aligned to perhaps what you need you know here's a recommendation go work with these guys for
1: sure so on that what are some of the red flags yeah that's a good one I love this question (laughs) and it doesn't you know we're not naming any names and we're all, you know, we're all just running our businesses in this big bad world. What are some things for you, Lauren, that um, are red flags in those initial meetings?
2: Um, People that come from a non-technical and tech technical background asking about, you know, like software stacks Um, Mm -hmm. or or particular programs that are being used. And that just to me is like massive, huge, big red flags that people are going to want to get like nice and (coughs) and, nitty-gritty in amongst places where they should not be Mm -hmm. being involved. Um, So, you know, clients that might want to know about idiosyncrasies of WordPress. And I'm like, that's great, you know, because you need to know about this for when the site's launched. But, you know, if we're diving into and this is before contracts are signed or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else. If they're mm. diving into specifics about you know, anything to do with anything tech, I'm just massive red flags because it's, it's a, a huge lack of
1: trust yep. in my yep. books. Yep. Um,
0: yeah, true. Mm. And also like a, a, a flag that there'll be micromanagement as well down the track. Completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right, that's what that in- indicates. For, for us, it, yeah, it, it does. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah.
0: Especially around, like, stuff like tech stuff as well. Um, nah, if, if people come to us and be like, oh, so, you know, like, do you like using this language? Like, I've played around with it a little bit before. And it's like, mm. that's, this is a danger territory. Mm. Like, that's for us to do. <laughs> that's why we're here, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, and I guess the same could be said for the design aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, like, oh, I don't need those. I don't need – I'll do the mock-ups. that's fine. <laughs> i got that. Um, that's a good one. But, uh, I mean, it's like, all right, cool. We have a different – we're on a different kind of wavelength totally. about this this in particular. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I, one of our big red flags is <clears throat> um, whether it's in conversation or via email but not answering questions and mm, going off on oh, tangents. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that a good one. That one does my head in. Especially if, like, I always write emails with numbers everywhere so that people can, like, respond to stuff. And when they just don't use the numbers back, I'm like, fuck, this is going to be hard.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I've had a couple of discovery sessions that, that we couldn't finish because they... <laughs> nothing was really? discovered, just like... There was, there was nothing discovered. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, come on, we can, we can keep digging. You know, like, who are your competitors? We yeah. don't have competitors. I'm like,
1: mm. Okay. I hear what you're saying, <laughs> saying but I... you are you're wrong um, in this in this case. Yeah.
2: So for me, if you can't get through a discovery session, it's <laughs> a complete wrong product market fit. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Well. Yeah. Um Fortunately, that hasn't happened. But I, now I'm kind of bracing myself for mm-hmm. the discovery. I mean, sometimes you just gotta throw everything at it, get really creative. It's like, all right, let's just say. Let's just say that you do have a competitor. (laughs) Like, we're just spitballing here, you know, nothing's locked in, you know. You said you don't have any competitors, but let's just pretend that you do. Um, Yeah, I have had to get pretty creative in discovery sessions. Um, Are there any green flags? Are there, like, things that give you the sense... You know, you're getting to know this client for the first time. Mm-hmm. Are there any things where you're like, oh, this, this is going to be sick?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Actually, I had a call with a client or a lead yesterday um, about the creation of a meditation style app. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the conversation, like she'd clearly done something similar to this before. Um, but at the end, she was like, hey, I'm feeling like really comfortable. You sort of asked all the right questions and got some information out of me and sort of we seem really aligned. And after that, I was like, sick. That sounds so good. Like, it's great. Not only is it great that that happened, but it's more great that they understood that that happened and were thankful and happy for it. I was like, mm. that's
1: really good. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <clears throat> um, how about you? Are there things that pop up along the way where you're like, oh, this is actually...
2: Yeah, similar. And it's typically... When you're going through that sort of initial sort of not vetting, but it's two-way vetting, Mm -hmm, initial conversations with clients, um, and a big thing for us is how collaboratively we work. We work very closely with all of our clients, Mm -hmm. um, and that's something that I discuss straight off the bat because I don't want to be having, you know, hitting email walls, or that's just not the style that I like to work in. And I'm a really personable person mm-hmm. um and so yeah I, you know if you're having a chat with someone and i put that straight up you're like this is how we work you know it's nice and friendly lots of communication um and some people are like oh actually you know we really just want to just hand everything over yeah, and you do okay, it right. and you're like okay well that's the wrong yep, yep, wrong yep. fit mm-hmm. or someone's like oh fantastic you know i'm a really people-oriented person too and yep. so I like having you know that sort of connectivity <laughs> so <laughs> i'd i'd I used to do account services, um, like part time in a previous role, and it was what made me realize how much I like working with people and Mm -hmm. not being stuck behind a computer designing all the time. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm finding it harder and harder to spend time (coughs) at the computer. It's uh, becoming a bit of a problem. <laughs> so I don't want to go talk to people about their cool ideas and you know set up some cool projects and yeah. then not doing do them. To... <laughs> well, you know, it's yeah. like I guess it's it's an experience that it, a lot of us go through. Mm. You know, you want to become more strategic. Well,
2: I was about to say that's one of the big reasons why I moved into strategy is my sort of core mm-hmm. was just, you can sit down and you can nut things out with people. and yeah. there's a lot more interaction, whereas design it's more self-creative you still obviously work within a team but yep. it's just a different way of working
1: for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and that's it's interesting for me it's driven by like if I wrote out all the tasks that I perform day to day running my business like it is the strategic things or like leading these discovery sessions and setting up these projects that's what's the highest value mm. and that's what's yeah, yeah. contributing the most to having an impact on the business mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's a that's a factor too but I think the main thing is just mental stimulation you know It's higher-level thinking. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
2: I found it really interesting at the design conference, which is where Tom and I were at two weeks ago. They had a huge, big emphasis on how important developing your soft skills were.
0: Yeah, okay, cool. Um,
2: And multiple people who were speaking were talking about how you, you need to upskill, get more versed in strategy because in 10 years' time, a lot of design work will be able to be automated and be automated well. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. it was basically saying, like, brace yourself, the industry's going to be changing, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, you know, make sure you're up, you're up- to date with, with where the movement's going.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Do you have any other green
1: flags, Tomo? Um, I mean, the, the the base basic one is just, like, Price and yep. and being really comfortable having that conversation for sure, yeah. because um, you know I th- I feel like sometimes where it's like if the price is being chipped away at, yep. and sometimes it's it, it takes place in a in a fashion that's not not that cool. because mm. um, the way I often present these things is like, no, this is the price for that. Yeah, if your budget is different, then maybe we can come up with a different solution. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or maybe I can refer to refer you to someone who can accommodate that budget. Yeah, yep. but. Even after that dialogue, when it's like, no, no, no just like, yeah, just okay. just do it cheaper. Like, can't we figure out a discount? I'm like, all right, that's a that's a reg- You asked me about green flags.
2: I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm talking about red flags.
1: <laughs> well, I guess I I, I turned the green a, flag yeah, into yeah. a yeah, red yeah. flag just um to keep the keep it negative. Yeah, or, um, or
0: when they tell you that they don't want to go through your like your proper process.
1: Yeah, Don't you like yeah, that so one? time timeline and price, they're two things that are really important mm-hmm. for me. And if someone's like, Of course, like it's a process and you know, I want you to do the best work possible, oh, you've so nutted good. it out. Yeah. Like and when you hear that from someone it's mm-hmm. like, I love you. Yep. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you so same. much. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: will buy you coffee next time you're here. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: or or even like we really appreciate design. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah we've yeah. been in so many cases where we try to do it ourselves and our hands have been tied and it's affected the marketing campaign and it's like, oh, that's so refreshing to hear. Yeah. yeah. So that's a green flag, just like for a sure. respect for the, in it's the same the way that I'm, yeah, it, yeah, the same way I'm sitting with a copywriter. I'm like, you're amazing. Yeah. Like you make this project magic. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have the ability to do that myself, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of nice to respect each other's area, yeah, for sure. spe- specialization. Yeah. Yeah, um, so that's definitely a green flag that, yeah, price and timeline and appreciation of process in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you're kind of building the case for this kind of great relationship, mm. ideally. Yeah. Mm.
2: That's interesting. I had a situation with a client last year where we really butted heads. We were working on a rebrand um, business that had come to Australia from the UK and their, uh, their existing brand identity was not the right fit for their Australian market. Mm-hmm. And it was a to and throw between, no, we need to maintain the, right. the integrity of the brand mm-hmm. visually. Um, and I put my foot down. And I said, no, this is the right move for your company in Australia. Yep. Maintain some elements of the brand, but change some other elements. And we ended up, after lots of discussion, going for the compromise, which is a half-half. Mm-hmm. Um, different sort of look and feel, but same... Structure yeah. essentially mm. of a logo, mm-hmm. um, and six months later, he came back and said, "I'm so glad that we <laughs> went. That we, we went with what you you know nice. what you suggested. Oh, nice. yeah, yeah. So had good. such good feedback from the industry, and it's really different and blah blah blah. And it yeah, like it's, it. it's so satisfying when you can turn that around as well. Well,
1: it's nice that you can you you, you were able to get it across the line. Mm. I find myself sometimes in positions where I'm like, look, ultimately you can do whatever you want." But this is my recommendation, and particularly when we're talking about type, I'm just like, come on, like, this is my baby. (laughs) I'm thinking about this all the time, Um, and yeah, I'd recommend against using Comic Sans as your lead font, um, but ultimately do what you want, you know?
2: Or American typewriter.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, papyrus, it's like circa you know. 2007. Yeah, <laughs> another one of the classics. Um, cool. Well, that's probably a good note to end on. Thanks so yeah. much for coming in today, Lauren, and happy Thanks. birthday.
2: I yeah, that's Thank it. You. Yeah, it's been fun.
0: We'll uh, see you next time.
1: All right. Cool.